Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast with Anastasia Uglova. A major farm bill is currently moving through Congress and giving policymakers a chance to cut damaging farm subsidies. In the latest Tax and Budget Bulletin, Cato scholar Chris Edwards zeroes in on U.S. sugar restrictions, which keep domestic sugar prices more than two times higher than world prices. Today, Chris and I discuss how cutting these subsidies would benefit average Americans, make U.S. manufacturing more competitive, and end unfair benefits for a small group of wealthy sugar barons. The U.S. sugar program is pretty complex, but let's just pare it down to the simple pieces. Well, for decades, ever since the 1930s, the United States has protected its sugar producers, sugar cane growers in the South and sugar beet growers in other parts of the country. And the, the federal sugar program basically has three parts. The U.S. Department of Agriculture guarantees minimum prices for sugar producers. So there's no free market prices in the sugar industry. Secondly, they maintain those high domestic prices by trade restrictions. For example, we currently only import about 15% of our sugar here in the United States. But a couple decades ago, when the market was freer, we imported half of our sugar. And the third part of the federal sugar program is detailed production quotas. The federal government, by decree, has decided that exactly 54.35% of sugar in the United States is going to be beet sugar, and exactly 45.65% is going to be cane sugar. The federal government allocates specific quotas to every state and every sugar producer in the country. It's a Soviet-style, top-down, command-and-control system. There's no free market in sugar. And is this damaging to U.S. manufacturing? It's very damaging. The The sugar program raises the price of U.S. sugar to twice or three times the world price in sugar. The program costs American consumers about $2 billion annually. But it doesn't just hurt consumers. It's families. It hurts all industries who use sugar in production. Kellogg's cereal, Hershey's chocolate manufacturing, American companies that make candies and other sorts of products are damaged by these high sugar prices. And we've seen substantial job losses in companies that make chocolate and sugar and other products. They're closing their American plants and moving their plants to Canada. I mean, one of the big changes in recent years was the Lifesavers factory in Michigan that hired 600 workers moved to Canada to access that lower sugar cost. That's right. You also mentioned that Hershey's is moving production abroad. That's right. Hershey's has closed down American factories and moved some facilities to Mexico. And there's Chicago used to be the candy capital of the United States. They used to have a lot of different manufacturing companies like Fannie Mae that made candies in Chicago. They've closed down and moved to Canada or Mexico. Is there an environmental impact? Yeah, another thing that's remarkable about the sugar program, and it's surprising that Congress retains the sugar program, is it causes substantial damage to the environment, and we particularly see that in the Florida Everglades. The Florida Everglades are being paved over, in effect, by sugarcane production fields that, frankly, are only there because we protect American sugar. Well, people think that the Everglades are being terribly damaged because the chemicals used in fertilizers, for example, run off from the sugar fields and damage the Everglades, the wetlands down there. So these programs are economically really damaging and they're environmentally damaging as well. If the program is so universally damaging, then why does Congress keep supporting it? Well, it's a, that's a really good question, and it's it's kind of fascinating, actually. There's only a few thousand sugar growers in the United States, but for some reason, they hold an enormous amount of political power. There's families such as the Fanjules in Florida, who for decades have been big 
political contributors. They've given to Democrats, Republicans, the Bush family, the Clintons, Bob Dole. Many political leaders have got campaign support from the sugar-growing families down in Florida. And uh, for this reason, I think most politicians, frankly, don't have the spine to stand up to the sugar lobby and do something that would be good for consumers and repeal these damaging programs. In light of that, are there any prospects for reform this year? There are some prospects for reform. Even both conservative and liberal newspapers have editorialized against the sugar program. The Washington Post called the sugar program a sugar racket. It really is a crazy program, and I I would urge as many people in the public to look into this program and demand it be repealed in this year's Farm Bill. Thank you, Chris. And to the listeners for staying tuned to the Cato Daily Podcast. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.cato.org.